You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beit Shemesh, Israel, 5780, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha and coming out of Tishubav, coming out of perhaps you did as I did, reading stories of the Holocaust, stories of sadness, stories where Hashem seems to have forsaken us, coming back into the present, coming back into 2020, coming back into a new world Hashem has allowed to come into existence, a renaissance of the Jewish people, Torah learning. Looking at this week's parish of Eschanon, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lokeinu Hashem Echad, Yehavtas Hashem Lekecha B'chalavavcha B'chalavcha B'chalavcha The expression of our commitment to Hashem's oneness, our commitment to always exclaiming, always reaffirming within ourselves and to the world, the fact that there's only one God, there's only one Hashem, and the fact that Hashem asks us, that we have an obligation to love God with all of our hearts and with all of our souls, with all of our wherewithal, with all of our possessions. Amazing psukim, amazing verses right here in Deuteronomy, in Devarim, chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. I'd like to share with you some midrashim, beautiful midrashim, that explain these psukim, explain these verses. It's only the midrashim, our chazal, the sweetest words of our chazal can explain them. The Barach Hashem Yisrael. There's many different midrashim on this pasuk, of course, but I'd like to share with you this particular one. Rabbanan Amri b'shosh alamayish l'morim, shom alamalachi asharish ayu amrim la'kodesh baruchu. When Moses went up onto Mount Sinai for forty days and forty nights, so he hears the malachim, he hears the holy angels that they are saying the praises of God. And what are they saying? He heard them saying these words, Blessed is the name of God's kingship forever and ever. Now we say these words, of course. We say Shema Yisrael, and even though the verse doesn't say it explicitly, we say, Hear, O Israel, Hashem our God, Hashem is one. And then we say quietly, What is the idea behind this? Why do we say this verse? So Medrash tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu heard the Malachim saying this verse. And he brought it down to the Jewish people. He, t- he wanted to teach them this secret. The Pasuk says, the Medrash says, Why don't we say this verse out loud? Why do we say it quietly? We're going to see. There's only one day a year, of course, that we say it out loud. But throughout the year, 364 days of the year, we say it quietly. What is this comparable to? It's like somebody who stole a precious gem, a bracelet, from the house of the king, from the palace of the king. And he went and he gave it to his wife. So the Ganev, he goes, he brings it home to his wife, and he says to her, I want you to wear it, I want you to wear this beautiful bracelet, but don't wear it out in public. No one should know that you have it. Okay, so the same way, the Jewish people also, Moshe Rabbeinu stole, so to speak, this amazing uh, kishut, this amazing bracelet, it's full of diamonds. It's something only the angels can say. It's something from the palace of the king. And we also, we have to say it quietly, we have to protect it, we can't say it out loud. Very interesting, we need to understand what this means. This is what the Medrash says. Says the Medrash, something that we all know, on Yom Kippur. 
we're so pure, we're so clean, we're, we're mamish cleaned off, Hashem forgives us of all of our sins. We're standing there, we're wearing our kittles, we're, we're all dressed in white, and Hashem forgives us, our souls are white, our, our clothing is white, we're clean. We're like Malachim, we're like the angels. We say it out loud. Blessed is the name of the honor of God's kingship forever and ever. What is the idea? What is the idea that only angels can say this kind of thing? How come we can't say it if we have sins? Why do we have to wait till Yom Kippur when we're free of sins in order to say a statement like this? Of, blessed is, excuse me, blessed is the name of the honor of His Malchus forever and ever. And of course, the idea is that when we defy God, when we have sins, really what we've done is we've said, I'm not interested in spirituality. I'm not interested in godliness. I'm not interested in doing those things that God asks of me. I've turned away from Hashem. I can't say, blessed is the name of God's kingship. When, when a malach says it, a malach has no bechira, has no free will. We have free will, so we can do the opposite of that which God asks. But a malach can't do that. So a malach has the right to say, God is the king. Blessed is his malchus. What does it mean, Blessed. A blessing is something that you see. It's not just something that comes and, and, and nobody knows about it. A blessing is something that you see. Wow, there's so many, there's so much abundance that I have. I have so many blessings. When we say, Baruch Shem Kivam it means it's clear for everyone to see forever and ever. We can only say that on Yom Kippur. When indeed our acts do not contradict that which we're saying. A Malach can say it all the time because his acts never contradict that which he's saying. Blessed is the name of God forever and ever. When we say Shema Yisrael, it's beautiful. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. means listen, listen up. It means we're talking to ourselves in a certain sense. Listen up. Shema Yisrael. Hear, o, o Israel. Here, Yisrael is the highest aspect of the Jewish people. Listen up, O Jewish people. Listen up, O highest aspect. Listen up, soul. Listen, listen. Listen to the soul. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. I need to act like Hashem, our God, Hashem is one. That's, that's Shema Yisrael. I can say that out loud. But Baruch Shem, saying that his kingship is apparent, I can only say that on Yom Kippur. Now the Medrash goes on. You should love Hashem your God with all your heart and with all of your soul. Says the Medrash, one thing which is not as famous, we'll see soon something which is more famous, that every single part of your soul, when I say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, when I love Hashem, when I recognize His oneness and I, and I express my love for Him, and I do the mitzvahs, I fulfill the commandments, etc. This is an expression which needs to be manifest. It's something that expresses itself with all of your soul. What is all of your soul? It means all the aspects of your soul. You soon see that there are five different aspects of the soul. Rabbi Meir says something which is a little bit more famous because there's a song from Mordechai and David. Right, Pasuk says, With all of your heart, with all of your soul. What does it mean, with all of your soul? So the word neshama, which means soul, also it's the same letters as the words neshima, which means breath. Every single breath I take, I need to say thank you, God. I need to praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Hashem. This is Hashem giving me life. You know, one of the ways we come to love, how do we love how do we come to love? One way is by giving. Right? We love our children because we give so much to them. But, but the message is telling us, you want to know how to love Hashem? It's with all your soul. What does it mean with all of your soul? The first one is, recognize all the different parts of your soul. We'll see what they are. 
The second way is recognize that every breath that you take, appreciate it. I'm breathing. Thank God I am breathing. In Hebrew we say, Baruch Hashem, Ani Noshem. Thank God I'm breathing. Thank you Hashem for every single breath. Minayin. How do I know that this is true? Because the verse says, Kol HaNeshama, all of the soul is to praise God. Kol HaNeshama, Every soul, every soul has to praise God, every breath. every The soul is breathed into us. Every time we breathe in, it's Hashem blowing into us our souls, giving us life. Every breath we need to thank Hashem. Reb Simon says there are five names, there are five parts of the soul. What are they? Ruach, Nefesh, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. We have the Ruach, we have the Spirit, we have the Nefesh, we have the, the soul which is in, in the blood, keeping the, the body alive. Neshama is a higher aspect of the soul. It rests, the lower aspect of the soul, of the Neshama rests inside of our brains. The higher aspects shoot up to the higher levels. You have the Chaya and the, and the Yechida, these different aspects of soul which are even higher than the, the Neshama. They're the parts of the soul that are connected to all of Kala Yisrael, all Kala Yisrael joins in one soul in the higher realms, and even higher, we all join in. Ta'kadosh Baruch Hu, we're, we're joined in unity with God Himself. Rabbanan Amri and the sages say, listen to this beautiful, beautiful Midrashim. Beautiful, beautiful Midrash. Look at, look at the amazing thing. When we think about the soul, we have to think about what does it mean that our soul is praising God? What does it mean we should love Hashem with all of our soul? Love Hashem with all your heart. We can understand. I love Hashem with all my heart, with my emotions. I need to express it, whether it's through a song, whether it's through recognizing the good things that God has done for me. What does it mean to, to love Hashem with all of my soul? So it says the Medrash, an amazing, beautiful, beautiful thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mamala HaNefesh HaZoy Mamala HaGuf God fills all of the physical reality. The, the, if we could think of reality, all of the physical world, billions of light years across, the entire world, the, all, of, all of existence, and specifically our planet with life, and the sun that shines upon the earth, and the moon that shines at night. The entire world is filled with God's presence. God is the soul animating the entire world. In the same way, each person has a soul that animates their body. God carries the world, meaning God is, is transcendent, God is beyond the physical world. And so to our soul, as we mentioned, the neshama, the lowest part of the neshama is inside of the brain, and the higher aspects surround the person, go higher, beyond, to the spiritual realms, we're attached all to each other in the spiritual realms. So the body also the soul encompasses the body. The soul is beyond the physical body. God is one in the world. The soul is also singular inside of the body. God does not sleep. God does not sleep, right? The soul also doesn't sleep. The soul is always there. The soul is always awake. God is pure, as it were, in the world. And the soul itself is also pure. Even when we sin, it doesn't really affect our soul. It can, it can affect the lower parts of our soul, but it doesn't affect the higher parts of our soul. The soul is beyond the body. It can't be affected. The soul is not affected. God is not affected by sin. Right? God is unchanging. God is beyond. 
God sees us, but we don't see Him. The soul is the, is the center of who we are. It's when our eyes are communicating information to us through the brain of what we're seeing, it's communicating it to the soul. Our soul sees, but it's not seen. We can't see the soul. We can recognize when it's there. We can see when someone is spiritual. But you can't, you can't see it physically. So we see all of these parallels between the soul of a human being and God Himself, as it were, who is the soul of the world. Let the soul come, which it's able to, it sees, but it is not seen. And let the soul, which sees and is not seen, praise God, who is also seen, who also sees and is not seen. It's a beautiful thing. So each one of us, I think about the, the ramifications of what we're saying. Each one of us has a piece of God within us. Each one of us has a godly, a of the kamimal. We have a tzelam and a kim. We have a piece of God inside of us, which is transcendent, of course, but also is within. Just like God is within all reality, but also encompasses all reality. Our soul also, ha- we also have a soul, and that soul is really the essence of who we are. What is the idea? How are we able to praise God? How are we able to sing God's praises for every single breath? It's through a realization. Who are we? We are godly. We have a soul within us, which is akin to God, which parallels in so many ways the way that God manifests in reality. Our soul manifests in each and every one of our, in our bodies. And therefore, we have the ability to sense our soul, to sense our spirituality, to sense our connection, and thereby be able to, to love Hashem. Because as we said before, you know, why do we love our children? Because we give to them. What happens? What's the dynamics of that? The more I give to somebody, the more I feel connected to that person. That person is a piece of me. My child is a piece of me. And I love that child because a person loves themselves. That's just how it is. And Hashem loves us because we are a piece of Him. And the Medrash is telling us an amazing thing. We can love Hashem when we realize that we indeed are a piece of God. When we realize that we indeed, God and us, we're one. We're united. We're unified. We have a piece of that oneness. With your soul. When you recognize that your soul is akin to Hashem. It's a piece of God. The Medrash continues. This soul that praises you, Hashem, the Medrash says that we have a problem. We have a challenge. We face off with a difficult, with a difficult challenge, a difficult problem, and that is that the way things are today, the soul is trampled. The soul is the the needs of the soul are not so strong, not so significant. They're not they're, the needs are not being met in the world as we know it. Spirituality is trampled. The Jewish people are trampled. We are looked down upon by all of the nations of the world. Our soul, in our, in our lives, what's more important to us? Naturally, what's more important to us is our physical being, is our food, our, our, our ability to have a home, our parnasa, our livelihood. All these things are important. They're much more important to us naturally than the spirit, than our relationship with God. In our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our spirituality, with our midas tavis, working on our character traits. So the soul, the, the Jewish people, Yisrael, the highest aspect of the Jewish people, complains to God and says, how long is it that the soul is trampled? 
Our souls have been trampled in the dust. God says, I promise you, I promise you, we'll get to the end. We'll get to the, the end times. We'll get to the days of Achri Sayyamim, of Mashiach. And what's going to happen in that time? You know what we're waiting for? Well, what do we want Mashiach for? Oh, so many people are afraid of Mashiach. There's going to be big wars. There's going to be scary times. We've already gone through two out of the three wars. As the Chavaz Chaim said about the First and Second World War. You know, uh, what are we waiting for? What's Mashiach about? Is that the Mejish? The, um, the most amazing thing. The Mashiach. The Mashiach is about a time when the soul is not trampled anymore. When spirituality is no longer unimportant. When spirituality is all there is. When spirituality is the main thing. I don't have to worry about Parnassa. I don't have to worry about my livelihood. I don't have to worry about anything or anyone. Why? Because I have my spirituality. That's why the verse says, in regards to the times of Mashiach, Isaiah the prophet says to us in Yeshaya Samachalch, Samach Aleph, Pasuk Yud 6110, What's the greatest joy? The greatest joy is when we get to that future time. We get to this time that Hashem, we rejoice in Hashem. We, My soul will rejoice in God. And that's what we're waiting for. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the times of Mashiach. We're waiting for the times of the Messiah. Because when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad, it's beautiful. We, we hear it. We hear it. We're listening. Shema Yisrael, hear O Israel. I gotta listen. It's hard to see it. It's hard to see the soul. You gotta listen if you want to hear the soul. It's hard to hear. It's hard to see that Hashem is one. You gotta listen if you want to hear that Hashem is one. With all of your soul. It's hard to love Hashem with all of your heart and all of your soul. Because we can't see God. We've got to put the pieces together. That's Shema. I say a word and another word. And then at the end of my sentence, you put all the pieces together and you understand what I'm saying. But it's piecemeal. When you see something, it's completely different. A picture is worth a thousand words, but you don't need to say any of those words. You see the whole picture all at once. But we don't have that today. We don't have the recognition. We don't have that ability to see that Hashem is one. We don't have that joy. Joy comes when you see, when you see the truth. Yes, it also comes when you put all the pieces together and at the end you have a picture, but still you can't see it. I'm going to rejoice in Hashem. I will, I will exalt. I'll have amazing songs. The most amazing songs are going to be when we come and, and we see the truth, when we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there, we can't say, Baruch Shem Kavam We don't see at this time. We have to say it quietly. We can't even say it out loud. We can't even put those pieces together right now because we don't see His Machus. We don't see God's kingship in the world. The Jews are downtrodden. They're controlled by all the nations of the world. We can't, if we want to, to capture all of the land of Israel, we're told that it's, we've stolen it, that it's somebody else's. This is the land God gave to us. How could it be that someone will tell us it's not ours? We don't know. We can't, we can't prove anything. We, it's, you can't see it. you got to put the pieces together. And we know what Hashem is saying. We know what's going on here. We put all the pieces together. We know we belong here. This is our land. This is the land Hashem gave to us. But it's not so clear. you got to put the pieces together. you got to hear it. And if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to hear it. Who says you put the pieces to, together this way? This is your narrative and this is your narrative. There's a different narrative, right? What is a narrative? It's the way you put the pieces together. It's the way you tell the story. You can't see it, right? There's going to be an awesome revelation. A revelation we will all see. 
so clearly there's only Hashem. We'll say Baruch Hashem out loud. We'll be cleaned of our sins. Yom Kippur. The great day of Yom Kippur is going to be when Mashiach comes and Messiah arrives. We'll be able to say Baruch Hashem out loud. We'll no longer say it quietly. Why? Because everyone will see. We'll have that amazing rejoicing. So I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me back. Hashem should help us that we should be zeichet to say Shema Yisrael, to hear it as long as we're in the darkness. And we should be able to love Hashem with all of our soul, with all of our heart and all of our soul, recognizing all the ways that we have a soul inside of ourselves and how it reflects the fact that God is the soul of the world. world. We should appreciate every single breath that we take, every single heartbeat that we have. Hashem should help us that we should be zeichet to that day. In the future, it should be the near future. When we say, I shall rejoice with God. My soul will be exultant with Hashem. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.